It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another episode of the Ubix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later, who might be suffering from some technical difficulties tonight. How are we doing this evening, Thank Me Later? I'm suffering from technical difficulties? Yeah, you got no camera. What? I see my camera. Do you not see my camera? I do not see you. I see my face. <laughs> Does it? The audience, do you see me? Am I invisible? Can you hear me? I can hear you, but I just can't see you. Huh. Well, interesting. Yeah, it is different when we're not at 2x speed. But anyway, welcome to episode 129. Uh, We have a jam-packed and sad episode for you all at the same time. We, Yeah, you are dead. They cannot see you. Um, (laughs) Uh, dead. Oh, well, hold on, hold on. Let me. Up, oh, you're. Did that help or no? No, you got to take the cover off of the camera. Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it is that. There you go. Now we got green screen, but you're there. Yeah, I'll just. I was running it through my X cam thing. I'll just have to to do it this way. It's all right. Oh, okay. There you go. So, anyway, this is episode 129, and this is recorded on March 31st, 2022. Oh, there you go. Got a nice little background. Yeah, there you go. All right, cool. My fat face. Gee! (laughs) A lot better. I got to downgrade my camera. I'm uh, trying to be in HD. There you go. Nice camera. Nice look. Um, Anyway, we do have market updates for you. Uh, the heat maps are back. Um, we have, will you accept that trade offer? Um, the whole bots and uh, troubleshoot it. And man, we've been having a troubleshooting team at work. So treasure hunts always come out as troubleshooting. I know I say it every episode, but uh, it's kind of habit from when you say troubleshooting so many times a day. Anyway, um, we'll jump right into it. There is sad news out of Upland today. Uh, did you see that? Yeah. Rip, rip miles. Yeah. Um, I was, I was sitting down. Miles is no longer the mascot. Um, yeah. So he lasted for uh, two and a half, almost three years. I, I think that's a pretty good run. Um, hey, significantly longer than most of the community managers. <laughs> Where, where's your, <laughs> where's your nice little sound effects for that? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I haven't I haven't I moved my office again. I, I finally got the one downstairs to work with my sound effects and now I moved and I don't have my sound effects machine up here. Dang it. Uh oh it's something. So I'm sitting there at dinner and all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up. I'm getting a couple of text messages from people like, Bro, do you see what's going on? They're getting rid of Miles. And it wasn't just one person. There were multiple people sending me text messages today about it. And then and then it, people started questioning it's april fools tomorrow well now keep in mind a lot of the team is overseas so in europe it's already april fools yeah in australia it's already april it's already april 1st so 
I, I mean, they went, they went on this whole, whole thing of actually coming up with, I mean, I got to give them credit for the prank because it's got, they came up with four different block, not block explorers, but four different mascots and actually gave them names and descriptions and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, that's pretty impressive. But then I found this about llamas. So at the end of their <laughs> at the end of their story, they talked about a llama spit on one of the co-founders, but they only spit at each other. And the best part is depending on how pissed off they are, the more pissed off they are, the further back they go into their three stomachs to get their spit from. I, I found that the interesting fact about llamas today. That's yeah, that's a lot. I'm not going to lie. I got, I was fooled hook, line, and sinker. I was one of those people messaging you because I was legit like, dude, what the hell is happening? And then, like, I I was like, well, you know what? I These these characters are all, you know, maybe there's a more universal appeal. There seem to be a lot of Asian influences. Tokyo Otter, maybe they're also trying to be a, a hint of a, an international expansion, etc. Um, but I was, I was hook, line, and sinker, and um, was like, was really upset because I, I, I've grown attached to Miles. I'm really <laughs> glad to see the community as well. Like, I mean, that has to feel good to the team that uh, you know Miles is so beloved in the community that um, changing it uh, caused an immediate uh, eruption. Um, I, I, it is a little concerning that they put that amount of effort into, to a fake situation. I go, where's that, where's that level of dedication and insight on, uh, you know, some other real stuff. Uh, I do hope, I, I mean, they're not going to, if they haven't already done this, but like, I would love to see those explorers or I would love to see those mascots as explorers tomorrow and then, like, let people vote by buying, like, buy the Explorer that, you know, the mascot that you believe in. And, you know, at least get something fun out of it uh, there. Because, I mean, they're like you said, they're great characters. I would like to see them be integrated in maybe. Uh, definitely, um, you know what? I was a big fan of the Cheetah, but the Otter has got some big fans. Obviously, Bob the Panda um, has his is a, a fan favorite if we looked at the polls. So, and yeah. They, they were so close. Like, at first I thought it was Snowflake the Squirrel, which I thought was going to be awesome, but it's Snowdrop the Squirrel. What the hell's Snowdrop? I have no idea. I Maybe they were going to go with Snowflake. Maybe somebody... It might have been like the trailers. Or maybe it was like a, an OK Boomer situation where they're like, oh... It, those precious snowdrops. And then, like, the creative team's like, yeah, we shouldn't correct them. Let's just let them think that it's snowdrop is the same thing as snowflake. And uh, <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah. And the interesting thing, though, is it said that the, the big deciding factor was a llama spit at one of the founders at the zoo. Um, so basically all that llama was saying like, bro, you need to get back. You're a lower rank to me. So, I mean, like, what does it say that the founders are below llamas? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair. We get, apparently the panda looks at, I mean, he's a builder, like 
Bob the Builder. He's a he's a pun off of Bob the Builder. Yeah. I'd be sad too. Oh, the best part of uh, recording in an area where you share a playroom with the kids is they steal all your writing utensils when you need them. <laughs> what are you writing down? You ain't. It's not like you're taking notes. I do. I write Who stuff are you, down. Pete Davis? Um, <laughs> yeah. After enough harassment and us going live, I had to get uh, this show a little organized. Hey, I got a pen. Uh, I, I do. I keep. I keep writing utensils. Now, ironically, I don't have any paper, so I just end up like writing. Like, here's the instruction booklet for uh, one of my monitor stands that I like write, <laughs> write on. Like whatever is just like handy around me. So here's the question: Did you vote? I didn't vote. Um, honestly, I, I I didn't. I, I read the article and was so upset that I immediately threw my computer out a window, and then I was like. Oh, you know what? That might have been a joke. Like, I didn't vote, but I'm kind of curious if you click it, does it say April Fool's? Yeah, I don't think so, because I feel like somebody would have screenshot of that and shared it already. Yeah. What up, B10K Captain? Thanks for listening. Okay, somebody voted, and it does not say April Fool's. But either way, great April Fool's Day. You did get a lot of this uh, community spun up, so that that is awesome. Hey, you know what? It's driving interactions, and and that's the important thing. And honestly, like, again, I, I love that there's so much loyalty to Miles that people were, like, legitimately like, you know what? You can mess up every aspect of this game, but so help me God, if you take away Miles, I'm out. Like, I'm Miles ride or die. Like, that's how hardcore it is. And uh, I, I love that. I love that the community is so drawn to that. I mean, Miles B. Chain, it's what's up. Because they didn't include ferrets as a possible mascot. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, white ferret. <laughs> Dizzy was that's what you're telling you're telling me was blowing you up. Well, I wasn't trying to name names or name drop who was blowing me up. Well no, he he yeah. he pushed he posted it. Yeah. Yeah. It was Dizzy. Um now that was kinda I'm waiting for all the comments later on once this video is uh posted and people come across it on YouTube. Oh your thumbnail was such clickbait. Nah. Upland clickbaited you. We didn't clickbait you. <laughs> we just took the information that was put out there and uh, ran with it a little hey, bit. Whatever gets those views, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Did you do the audio engineering challenge? No, no, I did not. I was trying to find time. I thought it would have been funny if I had all my kids make different car noises during it and just overlay it, but we ran out of time. Dang, that would have been legit. That would have been <laughs> Yeah, I was. I'm like, oh, how perfect would that be? But between all their activities, it's uh, it just wouldn't have made it because we got tonight by midnight to get those in, and so. Gotcha. Just didn't happen there, um, but onto the city floors, I'm pretty stable. Santa Clara and the Bronx are on fire the last two weeks. They they've really started to uh, ramp up. That's interesting because wasn't wasn't there a comment about well and I wonder after the treasure hunt announcement wasn't Bronx one of the ones that got hit in a negative way Brooklyn I thought Was that Brooklyn 
Uh, I wonder, like, I wonder if that's affecting. So then, did Bronx get a bump or stay even? Like, I'm curious if that has any play in it or what. I mean, those are, you know, we've seen Bronx now climbing. I mean, it's in the top five now, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and people keep saying that's just messed up. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pull it. Pull the article up really quick. Man, thirty percent. I mean, thirteen dollars. I mean, that's still pretty cheap. And Bronx has yeah. been sold out for a minute. Bronx was a tier I, two, I, still a tier two. The cent fees went up there for to twenty, one hundred and forty, so it changed from ten and ten and fifty, but it stayed a tier two. Okay. And it's uh, and it's riot threshold or riot mode threshold is twenty. Yeah. So I mean, it's. It's a pretty popular city, and and again, we haven't really. I think maybe we should put together like a shape of the city. How does the shape of the city? We've talked about it a little bit, but uh, you know, from a treasure hunting perspective, I would love to know what people think as far as which city has the best shape to treasure hunt. Um, and Ooh. yeah, because I think that would be interesting. I think overall size, um, because Manhattan is pretty small. By comparison, right? Like, yeah, it's long it's from a like, north, like northeast, southeast kind of. It's kind of yeah, long so and skinny. Kind of, yeah, you start in the middle. I don't know. I, I think it's better to have like anything that's closer to a square or a circle, like is is more even because then your middle spot cuts it immediately into like a quarter, right? Like where in Manhattan you start in the middle and it's a fifty-fifty. Yeah, like. You know, so I, I don't know. Um, it's it'd be interesting to see what people's thoughts are on uh, city shaping affecting their treasure hunting. It's just kind of expensive to if you didn't already have a Manhattan uh, footprint to build a treasure hunting map for Manhattan, though. Oh, for sure, for sure. I, I mean, again, I I think San Francisco is still wildly undervalued, um, but yeah. What's the next one? I saw it's a green on the next one. Oh, yeah, 30 day change. So the market's been rebounding over the past month. Um, San Francisco's yeah, price, it was really low um, on March 3rd. Yeah, it was bonkers low. Like, yeah. And, and that's the thing. A, a lot of people are like, finally, the, the market stabilized. It's. We'll say it time and time again, you don't have to liquidate for the next city. You don't have to make all these deals, but it's the nature of it. Yeah. And you need a healthy, healthy community to buy properties for new players and veteran players. You got to keep something out there at all times. And and these city releases were necessary. So we didn't have um, $500 Manhattan floor prices. Yeah. I mean, that, that was definitely getting out of control quickly. Now, we had that, uh, I don't know if you have, do you have anything about the fire drill? Um, we were going to talk about it. I didn't have a slide, though. Um, yeah, because, I mean, I'm curious. I mean, with, uh, you know, that fire drill that happened earlier, which I, I don't know if I can, I don't, I don't, the the term fire drill kind of, I don't know, has some interesting connotations in this sense. I would have preferred, you know, honestly, just stress test, because that's really what it was, as uh, opposed to a fire drill, but. But that has such bad connotations now. <laughs> With you think stress test? Yeah, or they're like, "Oh no, a new city or a new city release," or you know that if they say stress test, they might freak for a new city release. 
Um, well, I mean, and as of it, what, I don't know what that picture. Oh my gosh, dude, you're you're I'm taking that down. That was hallucinate. <laughs> my God, that's gonna haunt me. Um, but I would say, even though it was stressful, I think that's because there's there's another city coming. I mean, that's the that's got to be the, the speculation. I I think it'll probably be. Queens, but Miami's Miami would be my second choice. If it's not Queens, I feel like it's gotta be Miami, not just Miami. because of the upcoming Miami event. But if it's not Queens, well, you do have that. Damn it, yeah, you do. They have that upcoming Miami event, but you also had that big event in Los Angeles right before it released. Um, I, I'd at least like to see them hold on to something like Vegas and Miami until the game's a little bit, a lot bigger. I'm not even going to go a little. You put a lot into to Miami. Like I think Dallas is bigger than Miami. A lot, a lot of. I mean, from a market from a market standpoint, and what it costs to buy properties there, rent properties there, it, that's a huge market right there. Yeah, and then the cele- the celebrity life that's there, all, all the nightlife that's there, the vacation spots that are there, the beaches. So maybe. A lot of people uh, leave here for Miami or Las Vegas. So when they go on vacation, yeah, that's true. I mean, I could see. I mean, I think the other big one would be Washington D.C. I think that'll be a big one. That'd yeah, be really interesting, um, just because of the amount of historical and you know uh, iconic uh, places there next to Vegas. So Vegas is definitely like to me. Vegas is the top non-released city that has to like there has to be something cool around it or i'm going to be very disappointed and then um it would be i think washington dc is very compelling just as like an interesting launch but yeah dallas atlanta miami i mean there's a lot of big cities i think still unreleased if they don't if they don't do queens i was thinking something more along the lines of uh charlotte jacksonville or tampa bay (sighs) tampa bay maybe orlando well actually tampa well orlando doesn't have a pro football team i think they're going to stay around the pro football teams and the Mm -hmm. hubs to continue to expand Um, so Tampa, Tampa Bay is the body of water by Tampa, but yeah. Yeah. Tampa. Yeah. Tampa is a good city. I, I spent a good amount of time in Tampa. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's definitely interesting. Um, and, and again, don't go liquidating to get into the new city. Like, uh, you're just going to shoot yourself in the foot. And formula one announced the race in Vegas. Nice. That's super cool. Yeah. So we'll jump into the fire drill here in a little bit. Um, in a little bit? What the hell have we been doing? Yeah. Teasing. <laughs> so All the, right. So now we got the floor. Yeah. Detroit. Detroit. $3 foot long. <laughs> what are you doing, Detroit? Yeah. $3. You have a long time. $3 holler. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, oh, that's bad. We didn't read any of that for our podcast listeners. So you'll just have to tune in and start tuning in right around the 12 or 13 minute mark of the video to see the the top five city floors in the 30 day change. Oh, yeah. Sorry, all of our loyal podcast listeners. This new format is. uh, 
it's convenient for the eyes, but yeah. Um, Unlike oh, you, I know. Hey, that's our. That's that's why we were on a podcast. I know, right? <laughs> we both have a face for podcasts. Yeah. Miami's got one hundred eighty-three thousand properties. What about Dallas? Eight hundred. Woo, doggy! That'd be a big release. That, that's definitely a tier three city with all those properties. Get out of here. <laughs> So the the bottom five city floors, Detroit, Los Angeles, Chicago, Kansas City, and Cleveland stuck their way back in. So that's the third number five for the bottom five city floors in the past three weeks. Uh, Nashville, New Orleans, and now Cleveland. So it's still pretty cheap. Three, $3, $5, $6, $6.35. So still a lot of cheap places to go. And then, yeah, uh, for sure. Everything else is sold out, but uh, Detroit is 56% minted. Los Angeles is 61% minted. Kansas City, 75 along with Nashville, 75%. So, still, I, I still think as the sales are moving on, um, I believe that we're still a while away from a new city launch. Um, I think once you start seeing Detroit and Los Angeles creep up around that 80% mark, they'll start start pushing something. Yeah. I mean, but you know, I think that's a good, it's good to have that, you know, five, $5 floor. Like I think it's a good opening spot. Um, we were doing some polls on Facebook, just asking people like, what would you like? What do you wish you knew day one coming into Upland? Um, and one of the things was like, I wish I would have known not to just straight buy UpX. Like I wish I would have, instead of say spending a hundred dollars on UpX gone and, bought uh, a bunch of fiat uh, properties because oftentimes what people will do is they will, you know, use their, their interest earned in UPEX or, or sales. They will buy floor level properties and then sell them at under mint in fiat. So again, the idea is, Hey, you know, I made a hundred thousand UPEX this month in interest. I'll go buy 10, 10,000 UPEX properties, but then I'll sell them for like six to $8, right? So, you know, that player gets a little bit of cash in their pocket and, you know, somebody has an opportunity to start at a much higher um, interest rate than the, than the standard 14.7 because you're paying below mint which means your your net value is is higher. So I, I was like, dang, that's actually a really solid strategy um, that I don't know. I, I hope new players are, are taking advantage of. Yeah, that's a that's a great way to take advantage of your earnings um, with the. Dang, there are there were rare LA collection props at eighty seven percent. Now that is that's crazy. That's like, are those rare collections sold out or not yet? I guess if they're not sold out, it's not ludicrous, but but still 87% of mint, you know, it's not even a rare collection. Yeah. That's, that would be hard to pass up. Oh, I like this slide. This is cool. Which one? They're sold out. You're a little sold out. Oh, (laughs) you just now looked at it. (laughs) Yeah. I was was watching them. I was watching the comments. Oh, (laughs) um, all right, so we're off to the heat maps. This is the FSA for Detroit. Um, so this is FSA, everything included. A lot of space still to buy in 
Detroit, a lot of room. But then if you move over to the non-FSA properties, it's uh, it's filling up pretty quick. Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting to see. I know another uh, set of comments that we got from Facebook is, uh, you know what? I wonder should I call like I won't call them out um, uh, individuals. If you if you join the Facebook, if you join either the Wiki Facebook or anything you, group, you'll see um, we we're talking about what why are you buying properties, and it's around one of the the members said around city centers, and you're seeing that here with Detroit, right? So the the main city would have been there at the uh, southeast like edge center. Yep, center right the south center. Yeah, and uh, you know you could see that getting bought out um, quickly. And then there's obviously you know specific areas outside of that. But yeah, city center. I think a lot of people are looking towards that. Um, it just like real life, they're expecting the downtown and central business district areas of cities to get uh, bought out more aggressively and, and established more quickly. So uh, we're definitely seeing that kind of effect here. This is, this is really interesting. Yeah. Then Los Angeles um, side by side here. Still not much happening. Well, you know what? And, And again, I feel like to see it be this, disparate from where the community genuinely thought, right? Like it's, you go back and again, people are like one day to a week. And if you were like more, if you said it was going to take more than a week to sell out LA, people were like booing you. They're like, you're insane. You don't understand the game. Um, But what we're seeing here, I mean, we are what weeks after the LA launch. And I mean, there's still uh, plenty of available properties to mint still collectible like collection um, properties to mint, I believe, as well. Uh, This did not happen by accident. If you think that the Upland team launched LA and they were expecting it to sell out in a week, no way. They definitely knew. And they had to be preparing for this. And it makes sense. It hurts a little bit. I think that's why they released that financial report of like, look, we need to get relief on the secondary markets. Like the game of Upland, even though it started out as a property trading game, is quickly expanding into so many other facets that it's important that we have availability of properties to mint. And they don't really want no, like they don't want unestablished property selling for 5X. That's not bringing any value to the game. It's not bringing any value to the community. I will say it time and time again. I'll get in my little soapbox. Like, you don't expect to buy a random property and be able to sell it for insane profit. Like, that's just not how this game works. It did for a while, especially in certain markets, and there are certainly exceptions, but, like, that is just not the game that Upland is looking to establish. Yeah, I was one of those people calling people crazy that this was going to move so fast. But yeah, sticker shock. And it's been 64 days since uh, South Los Angeles was released. Wow, 64 days. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and it looks like it will go another 64 days. I don't see this uh, not anytime soon. And, and if you think about it, if you're around in the original days, it took forever for San Francisco to sell out forever. And yeah. And honestly, like 
say what you will, like in hindsight, like I look back at it, like it was so much more relaxed. Like the panic and the FOMO, like that's not really good for these kind of projects. And when you see that immediate kind of FOMO, and it happens a lot in the NFT market. So I think crypto people are very used to that immediate launch, immediate sellout, and immediate 5x return. Like, oh, I got in on Mint Day, so I can immediately make 5x. And that's not, again, that's not the game. That's not what Upland wants to do. And I think Los Angeles and Detroit were a hard reset for a lot of people um, to reset the baseline. Because, like, when you were in San Francisco, like, we had time. Like, we would talk about, ooh, man, I got (laughs) there's this property – uh, it's a little bit more than what I want to spend. Let me let me wait on it. Let me think about it. Uh, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger. <laughs> Dogs FOMO. No uh, FOMO. No. I'll be okay. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And uh, whatever, Chibi's FOMO. I, you ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> you ain't got nothing on me. Get out of here unless you know that Chibi's FOMO. Uh, um, yeah, you were all over that Chibi's. Oh, man. Hey, they, they might be coming back. We don't know. We don't know. But, yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm glad that it's been reset. I think for the next wave of players that are going to come in, when cars are announced or the next big wave of marketing comes out or when they, you know, change from a llama to a freaking squirrel or whatever, um, I really think that having this as an established norm, like I think people should get used to having – a tier one city and a tier three city on both coasts and in the middle, that's unminted. Like that's going to be the standard. I I really believe that. I think Upland is going to really work hard to make sure there is a significant amount of unminted properties at any given time for new players to come into. That does mean that if you want to make money selling on the secondary market that you're going to have to work at it. You're going to have to establish the community. You're going to have to build out a neighborhood. You're going to have to provide some sort of value or insight. I think racetracks are going to be a great way to do that. I mean, imagine, you know, when your community or node or whoever sponsors a racetrack and, you know, oh, hey, look, now you're on the front lines of, uh, you know, one of the biggest races in the game. All those properties you know are going to go up in value. So community and creating value is going to be more important than ever moving forward in Upland. Totally agree with all of that. All right. (laughs) All right. That's the box on it for now. Yeah. Anything else on the heat maps or market value right now? No. Shout out to Steve. Always, always shout out to Steve. Much appreciated. Yeah, he's doing them on Tuesdays, so they're two days old, but that's okay. Hey, whatever. It's still pretty, still pretty relevant. Um, still it's, very relevant. Son of a, I need. What get, are you doing over there? I'm trying to complete the uh, extra spice set on uh, Top Shot, and I keep. I'm too cheap. I'm going after the floor moments, and it's it's just been a failure all all night long. So it's. Keep that squirrel thing out your All right, Will Smith, calm down. Kevin. Ooh. Man. Yeah, I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. No, honestly. <laughs> honestly, like, 
You know what? The best meme of the whole damn thing that I saw was like, if it wasn't for that moment, I wouldn't have even known the Oscars had happened. And that hit hard. I was like, that hit as hard as Will Smith. <laughs> like, I was just like, uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I woke up the next day and my whole feed was like, whatever. And uh, yeah, I, I, hey, there's Sean. Hey, what's what up, up, Sean? Sean? Thanks for joining from Facebook. We got some Facebook listeners. Yeah, take that, YouTube. You, you better watch out. We got our Facebook crew coming. Yeah. Oh, we're not going too far in there. No, we're, no, we're no. On. Don't worry. That was it. That, that was, was it. it. That's all you got. Don't <laughs> leave us. Don't leave, Sean. So, onto the fire drill that happened. Um, they did four cities and four neighborhoods, one in each city. Woodland Hills in Los Angeles, East Nashville in Nashville, Raytown in Kansas City, and uh, Warrendale in the Detroit. Now, you know, years last year or the year before that, we did an episode called Two Cities at One Time. Now, I like that it was interesting that they did it in four separate cities, and they wanted it and then select neighborhoods. So they want these transactions going on across the upland metaverse in different locations. So I think we're playing closer and closer to them preparing for the larger releases of two big cities at one time. Oh, for sure. Well, I think it's either that or just even um, multi-city... Because I don't know how the nodes, like the back, like technical nodes. So I don't know how the traffic is broken up on their servers, like if it's by city. So, and imagine, I would imagine that there's, you know, they're leveraging some sort of elastic cloud where they can say, hey, we're going to have a big launch here. So all of the servers that are supporting this city, we're going to ramp up the assets and their resources there. So if they haven't tried to really, there's not really been any massive multi-city release. So honestly, now that you say it, it makes me wonder, racing's coming out. It's probably going to be a multi-city event. Maybe that's what they're preparing for is, you know, hey, can, can our systems take multiple major um, spikes in, yeah, and movement and activity across multiple um, cities and not just like in a single concentrated area. Uh, I don't know. Cause I don't know their, I don't know enough about how their technical backend is set up on that, but possible. Yeah. And they did dump a bunch of sends and, but yeah, that's my theory is they're ramping up for something that has stuff going on, maybe East coast, West coast at the same time, but where you're going to see a lot of activity. Uh, did you participate in the fire drill? I, you know what? I was in Detroit and I meant to. I just I got really busy with work. It was such a small window. It was like forty five minutes. I just I didn't have time. Sean says uh, they were in Kansas, which is cool. Yeah. What about you? Did you do anything? <laughs> I did not. Thanks, Slacker. Dizzy. Slacker. I was actually driving at the time, so for work. Uh, okay. If you want a million dollars, you could have anything you want. <laughs> All right. For any of you that know that reference. Hey, we talked is. about that yesterday, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dizzy was all over that one yesterday. So Nice. Yeah. Let's see here. Sean, Sean asked, do you think the car car's buildings will get some sort of utility? Um, I'm curious if you're, if you're talking about the fact 
Now, Sean is joining us from Facebook, and for those of you who aren't in any of the Facebook groups, um, consider joining them, especially the Upland Wiki one. It's the best. Uh, there is an immense amount of people selling their properties. I imagine this happens on Discord, too, and they're advertising it uh, with the, either the icons or the real life, like, hey, this was a uh, this is a gas station, this is a car wash, this is an auto mechanic shop. Uh, I cannot stress this enough. And if you're in those groups and you do that, you've seen my copy-paste disclaimer that I will slam on your post immediately if I see it. Um, that, no, it has no bearing. Um, they will not ever have a bearing if they are, again, like train station and airports. That is pre-designated way up front and communicated way ahead of time. They are not all of the properties that are minted now or, it again, or even released. They're not going to be having special utility. You will have business licenses. You will have buildings that are ubiquitous across all of the properties. So do not worry if you do not own a car lot, car wash, car repair shop in real life. It doesn't matter to Upland. There you go. Uh, yeah, and that was the biggest argument. People were, I got into it a little in some of the upland groups on Facebook too about it. They said, well, some of those are the most sought after areas and some of the first things minted. To some people, yes. Some people that find value in it. But once again, you know, it's not attached to the NFT. It doesn't add that value to it. Um, so, yeah. and you're, you're allowed to have your own opinions, but if you're looking at it strictly from an NFT standpoint and what makes your NFT, which is your property valuable, it is the property itself. It's not a third party piece to it. You know, it's what did you put on the property? What's the property address? What's going on, you know, tied to the NFT on the blockchain. And people were just not, not grasping that, that part of it, you know, it was, yeah, and I mean, it's difficult because, I mean, there's plenty of, like, I paid a significant markup in San Francisco for uh, the Mythbusters warehouse, so the address that the uh, the Mythbusters um, did their show out of for many years. And doesn't really mean anything in-game, but it was personal to me. So I get it. Like, I know somebody who collects, uh, who's the guy, who is he collecting, uh, In-N-Out Burgers? Yeah, he was collecting yeah. In-N-Out Burgers. You know, so, like, there are collectors. There is a market for that. I don't have a problem with people collecting and, um, you know, having niche markets. What I have a problem with is you you go, hey, this is a marked property, and especially if you go, hey, this is the cheapest marked property. If you're trying to leverage that mark as opposed to just saying, hey, you know, this is a cool thing. No, it's not tied, but if you happen to collect these or think it's interesting, like, I don't know, it, it's very easy to tell when somebody's trying to leverage a, 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 an aspect of a property that is just like, eh, come on now. Now, again, people go, hey, this is so-and-so's celebrity home and stuff like that. People sell those for a lot of money. Um, so, And like Street Views is the other thing that just gets me. Street no. Views is the worst thing. Worst thing because those things can change literally all the time. Um, <laughs> if you like your street and it view, changed cool. and it's changed on yeah, people that, and they've been upset and they paid a premium for the street view and 
And going back to what you're saying, though, celebrity houses, celebrity houses, you can look it up, you can Google it. Yeah, they live there and, you know, but the third party markers can change. And it's the people saying, hey, I got the cheapest car dealership. I got the cheapest gas station. Get it now before it goes up when cars come out. That's where I have the problem is you're taking advantage of the people that maybe don't really got into the blockchain and understanding that your property is an NFT and all that stuff. It's it, you're. you're you're ripping off other oh, people in my mind. Upland, yeah. Right? Because, like, heck, if, if it was my first week at Upland and I came in because I saw that really cool racing demo at South by Southwest, and I'm like, heck, yeah. Oh, man, I need to make sure I get, you know, I want to get in on it. You wouldn't necessarily know. And, heck, you we all speculated to some degree. You bought a bunch of banks. Like, I mean, people have done that, right? Like, you're like, well, we don't really know where this is going. No, it's definitive now. They've made it very clear. Like, <laughs> sold a property based on a toilet. Yeah. And then you called Google and you're like, hey, Google, can you drive past here? There's a toilet in this view. Ha, gotcha. <laughs> but, like, honestly, the car thing is definitely, definitely at the top of my pet peeves because that is just blatant, like, trying to exploit or find somebody who doesn't understand the game because it's a real life property. There's no reason as a buyer to not think, oh, it will have some similar utility. And it's just so cringy to me that somebody would try to do that because you're not going to trick a veteran. Like veterans know you're going to trick a new person. That's going to leave a very bad taste in their mouth. They're not going to want to participate in the community where they likely will quit the game and they'll they'll tell negative reviews about it. Like, oh, I joined. It was an absolute scam, just like every other NFT thing. Like, I just don't do it. Don't be that person. Like, and definitely don't let me catch you being that person because I will call you out. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, w- one of the other things is, it. Uh, oh, buy oh, hotels cool. and build apartments on them. That's an yeah. interesting strategy. I like that. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, now the other thing is the treasure hunting. Now there's still claims of bots and speaking with some people, there could be a potential of it out there. Um, now what the bots actually are, nobody's come up and said, Hey, here's the bot. That's what I'm waiting for. Like somebody show me the bot. Now I've talked to a couple of the top treasure hunters and they believe that they're, they don't have any hard evidence, but they believe there's some suspicious activity too. So really I think what everybody's asking for is if there's something that looks suspicious on the back end and upland and they know it, go ahead, identify it, fix it, and just put an announcement out that say, Hey, you know, we identified it and we've corrected the issue or, Hey, we've seen something suspicious. We're looking into it and we're going to resolve it in a, in, in a timely manner. Just let's put this to bed already, you know? Cause that's, yeah. it, it could be hundreds or thousands of dollars and hundreds of thousands or millions of upex a month that goes out unfairly in some trouble truck treasure hunts. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tricky situation. What would, it, what would happen if Bublin came out and was like, Nope, we looked into it. Um, no bots. I'm going to go buy some apartments and then put hotels on. Them here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, like, what, what happens if Upland was like, nope, we investigated it. There's no bots. It's just people that are really good at treasure hunting. Would the community accept that? Like, because that's where we're at now is like there's the people are so convinced that there are bots. And 
I'm not saying there's not for the record. Uh, I've seen partial code of what looked like, you know, a multi login script that would like loop through multi accounts, which is bad enough on itself, but I feel like that would be easy enough to track down. Um, especially if it was the same, like same set of accounts logging in in succession so frequently. I don't know. Um, Sean says there's definitely bots. He's like bots for sure. Now, um, now but, I know uh, they do have the sniper bots. If you mislabel a misprice oh, a property, they snatch that up. I 100% know those are out there. I've seen that in action. So, yeah, those kind of bots. The trouble, sh- the tr- treasure hunting bots, that's still interesting to me. Yeah, again, I just, I I could see, like, it would have, I, I just, the the amount of effort it feels like would to create that kind of bot is pretty large. The closest thing I could imagine, again, if you have a bunch of different accounts and you can somehow get a reading of, like, how close, like, I, I would imagine on the browser, when you render your browser, it would have, like, your ring closeness, if you rendered, because I know that there, someone was saying like this person wins the mystery ones consistently, which I go, that's, that seems super sus. Um, where, you know, it's just like, uh, boom, you know, somebody logs in with a bunch of different accounts that kind of triangulate where it is. I don't know. Right now, tag properties or whatever the actual address or loser doesn't mechanically add value. Yes. Yeah. Collections do though. Yeah. Um, one one of the one of the theories is, or one of the claims was that they have the bots that they're just pinging all the addresses all the time, and as soon as it pops up, it gives you the arrows and tells you where it's at. So um, I find that would be too many hits on the uh, you know, and if you even have ten people running it, that would be too many hits at the on the upland server itself for them to say, Hey, there's something, something suspicious here. If you're consistently getting those pings for all the properties. Yeah. I don't know how you would do again. I'm not saying it's not possible because just, I just don't know um, yeah. how you would do it. And it feels like that would be really obvious to the upland team because I could see somebody quickly sending to all of their own properties because that technically doesn't go on the chain. So that's the tricky thing. Um, yeah, there's with under a minute every time. I mean, under a minute, the, I average can do that. Hunt, the average hunt is under a minute. So, like, you have to appreciate the people who are hunting can find a treasure in under a minute. If if it goes for more than a minute, people aren't hunting for it. Like, it, it's within three to five cents. Like, we're talking very quick. Like, people do not appreciate the speed at which these get done. And yeah, if you have, because there are definitely um, reminder things out there that'll ping your Discord, that'll ping your phone, that'll ping whatever, and be like, hey, there's an exclusive treasure. The timer's up on it. It's coming up in three minutes. Like, okay, cool. Now I get prepared. I go, I send to my my go-to spot, and boom. I, I mean, when I was treasure hunting, it was always less than a minute. Because it's only three to five jumps, and you and it's done, and it's super competitive. Like you, Chicago has over forty people at a time. Like imagine right. that. Imagine like on average, it's going to be found in three jumps. Then, like yeah. that's thirty seconds. Like that's easy. And sometimes you get the people that are 
Yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff to it, but just wanted to keep that alive. So if there are bots out there and anything looks suspicious, Upland, please address. Ooh, th- yeah. Thanks, Jay Fabian. Smash the legs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, minute 30 max, I agree. Um. Anything else you want to touch on that before we roll to the next subject? No. <gasps> what? We got a Facebook love. Oh, that's so cool. I've never seen that. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> um, the NFLPA shops came out, and I did think this article was rather nice. You know, we didn't touch on it last week. But, Can we zoom in on that? Make uh, that bigger? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, I have not done, I haven't even, like, looked at the prices on that. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a. But they've come out with the optimal number of cities for the fan shop venture dues. Um, and then tells you how oh, many the per city. Of, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So this is, man, 74 in L.A. Yeah. Launch number per city. Well, it's interesting. So Manhattan launches with six, um, but we'll only have 45, which is fair. Where's San Fran? 55? Yep. That's a It feels like a lot. Uh, 55 orange dots. They're definitely going to need a way to manage that. Yeah. One in Fresno. Who got the Fresno? <laughs> who's our Fresno? Who's our Fresno freak, eh? That's pretty cool. So what's this? So this is the fee breakdown. Okay, monthly fee percent, 50%. Oh, interesting. So, like, if L.A. only had, like, five or six, they would pay very little. Yeah. But then if they had, like, 100, then they're going to start paying a a markup. Nice. I mean, it's interesting. Like, the scale gets gets kind of insane. I mean, it's curious why the monthly fee percent at 100% is only 50%. Right, like it feels like it should be a hundred, a hundred, but whatever. Well, that's cool. Well, that's the monthly fee that they're paying for uh, the community pool. So, yeah, but like, uh, no, 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 because like, oh wait, so fifty percent of what? Fifty yeah. percent of ten percent? Fifty percent? Of what? From the venture dues module. So it's the percentage of monthly medium contributions of UPEX funds paid to the Upland community pool from the meta ventures of the same type. So Interesting. Now, talking to some of the shop owners, first day or two is pretty good. Um, and then it kind of trickled down after that. Now, you do have some shops doing some incentives where they're putting a just a common common one out there. Yeah. For for ten cents. So you can get just like a general one. Just to bring people into the shop. Like, hey, I got, you know, what you know, come on into the shop, see what I got, and then they put something like super discounted. Yeah. Show us to know. Does that mean if you aren't making money you got a business? Absolutely. Absolutely. That- they don't want people. They don't want you running a meta venture if you're not going to be dedicated. Because I mean, we've heard it time and time again. It's actually a, a fair amount of work to run one of these things. 
to manage the inventory, to do all that stuff. So, um, you know, it's understandable that, you know, you don't want a bunch of people just to open up shop and then have nothing there. It's not good for the community. No. Yeah. I like it, though. Yeah, I'm torn on it, honestly, because, like, it's, it's one of those things where right now I think we're at – the community is, like, it's big enough to start supporting it, but it's not big enough that it feels good, if that makes sense. Like, once the community is so big that you can really get pretty much anything you need in a given city, um, then – and, like, pretty easily, that'll be different. And then it gets, starts getting interesting. Block Explorers are a great example – um, you know, are, are there going to be cities that focus on a certain type of block explorer or do markets get created inside NFLPA legits have a built in, like in my mind, incentive for the city to support. Like if I'm in LA, I'm probably selling more West coast legits, right? Like I'm selling LA, I'm selling like the Rams. And uh, whatever, like, and if I'm on the East Coast, like, I'm getting, you know, the Giants and the Eagles and whoever plays over there. I'm curious, like, if we're seeing that kind of divide, probably not yet. Or because or I, I, yeah. I think it would be the other way is, you know, if you're uh, bringing the stuff in from the West Coast, because if everybody's coming to your shop on the East Coast, they have the ability to hit those. So you're bringing the West Coast type teams over so they don't have to travel West. Yes, there's a point to that, but that's only really, that's essentials, right? So now imagine this, if you're in that city because you're trying to be, to get the mementos for a game, then you're going to be West Coast legit. (laughs) Um, Imagine those people are going to be the ones for the, that are going to have the highest fan score who are going to be at those stadiums, right? So those players inherently are going to want to collect the mementos or the higher value um, assets from those collections. The ones like replicas and things like that start coming out. I think you're going to have a built-in market. Like if I'm in that city, I'm going to sell the mementos and the replicas and the hard-to-get things for the teams that people need the team score for to participate in those events. That's my thought. And that does make a lot of sense, too. So it's challenging to run one of these, especially right now. You're limited by the size of the buildings. Um, so you, it's very challenging for your inventory in itself. And and it depends. Do we have on- numbers on that? Like, do people, like, do, are, has any of the uh, legit owners uh, published, like, how many slots? Because I think, like, Block Explorers, if you have an apartment, if you have a Block Explorer apartment, it's like 100 slots. In, um, for it i talked but i didn't write it down so i'll get it for next episode okay yeah I, I and you should go and put it on the wiki so people have that information available there you go um and that's the other thing is just remember too with the collector score you know you get in one time into this into the shop during game day and then you get apartment gets 150 thank you dizzy um and then once you get in and you're one of the people that get the early sale, you have a penalty put up against your score. So, you know, everybody gets 
a decent shot at it so you just don't dominate with uh, a ridiculous team score, you know, unless you get it so high that it doesn't matter. And that will, I'll have to play with those numbers. Yeah, which, I mean, again, like that's the game on, on you know, how do you get that and what does that actually mean? Like what are you, what are you trying to accomplish with it? And honestly, if you're investing that much in – because there's not going to be – well, I don't know. I don't know as it grows. Like that many people that have that high of a fan score that it blows everything. Because, again, if you have 50 people with a fan score that high, then your fan score isn't that high, if that makes sense. Like the the new minimum level is significantly higher. So if you're in that top 50 but all the top 50 are crazy high, you get knocked down just, you know, a little bit. Now you're below the, the rest of your competition. I, I really like the – the way it's it's orchestrated. Like, I think it's a very clever mechanic um, to drive collectability, to add an immediate value to um, collecting those items. Um, I, I like it. Yeah. Now, on that, so have they made any announcement when the, uh, the, the collections are going to come out for NFL, PA? Before the season. Before the season. I was talking to somebody... Um, again, Facebook, man, I've been crushing on Facebook. I, shout out to all those. We only got Sean right now, but shout out to any, anyone watching on Facebook um, or watching it later from Facebook. They, uh, I was talking to somebody about block explorers. And I tell you what, this is an Upex podcast semi-exclusive thought. It's not really anything. It's a complete speculation but it's a really interesting one. So block explorers have collections already. They have different series. They have collections. And there's a little stamp even that says collection complete. Now, currently, there's no functionality to it. It's strictly collectible. However, based on, like, the legits having collections, based on properties having collections that add some bonus, Ooh. I think... And it was speculated to me, and like not from somebody from Upland at all. Um, this is just other players. Like, um, what if you get like an EXP bonus for having a collection, for having the entire collection of a block explorer? Yeah. Or some equivalent of that, some additional bonus for collecting. Uh, you know, a set of explorers. You put them into the collection, and you go boop, and now you get some sort of bonus EXP or bonus driving stat for having a complete collection. Uh, like it. It, it caused me to start speculating and looking at some things very differently um, as well. Again, 100% speculation. There has been absolutely no announcement or even hint from the Upland team that that's a possibility, but I like the idea. Yeah, it could be your pit team. I like that bonus. If uh, your pit team is all from the same collection, like I, I think there's possibility there. That's all I'm saying. I like That's it. All I'm now, are you ready for our favorite segment? Deal or no deal? Yeah, no, that's a different. Show. <laughs> that's a different show. But will you gonna, accept, now we're going to get taken. Will, will you accept that offer? Now, here's an interesting one. Oakland Library for a Bagley Street, Detroit, Michigan. Both of them are collections. 
Mm. Oh, it's our boy Dizzy, too. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I better take this serious here. Yeah. So we got Oakland Library. Mint was 15000 Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but hey. the floor right now is $5 million for an Oakland Library. There's 18 of those properties. Does it complete? How many do you need for the collection? Oakland Libraries, you need... I didn't hit. Hold on. I got to go through my sheet. I, I didn't have my next is, is that is that my prop that was stolen? <laughs> I don't know if that's a joke or not. You need two Oakland libraries. Okay. Oh, well, and we got dizzy here. So does this complete? No, it does collection? not complete the collection for them. And the floor is 5.8 million UPEX right now or 7,777 US dollars. Oof. And what's this Bagley shirt? What what kind of collection is that? And then Bagley is Bagley Street is in Detroit, and that's a rare collection. You need three of them. It's a 2.51 multiplier. Mm. Well, I'm not liking this from Mindex. It was stolen a few days ago. I'm curious what happened. <laughs> that's a, some real life, some immediate real life drama here. Um yeah, I didn't hear that cool. story. We'll definitely have to uh, understand how it was stolen. Huh, huh. Stolen's a strong word, too, because my guess it's either it was put up for an amount, um, uh, swapper, swapper thief, these new swappers are thieves. Agreed, don't, I wouldn't trust my ultra, oh, 10 oh. oh, worst. Man. Damn, that sucks, man. Uh, well, in that case, Dizzy, I think you should accept it. I think you should give it back to Mindex. <laughs> That's wow. what I think you should do. I think Dizzy should go, yeah, no, no, no. I'm going to – I'll give you this Bagley property, but – in order to, to really maximize my net worth, I got to trade you this burner property for it, and then I'll trade you this other bag. And then just con the con. I think you got to figure out a way to con the con in this one. Already declined it. Oh, man. Yeah. Buy, offer him 602 Bagley Street. <laughs> Whatever. Like, <laughs> offer, him, offer him one that's close to it. Offer him 601 Bagel Street instead. <laughs> Come on, make this happen. Oh. Dang. I hate to hear that. That's, that's our wrong bummer. But I, I, in all seriousness, if it wasn't a stolen property, um, if it's not, if I can't complete the, the Ultra Rare collection and I have no intention of ever completing it, honestly, I, I would say no. It's not worth a loss in, in monthly gains to me for, for an Ultra Rare, for a single Ultra Rare. Because they're really hard to offload, especially at one. Like if you have a if you have a set, you can find potentially a buyer who wants the set. But at one, you're not. You're not going to be able to find a buyer easily. Oh wow, that's interesting. So I pulled up this individual that has it. He no longer has it. The property itself. Oh. I don't know if I can. Well, it's whatever. Yeah, fun them with offers. Go, wreck them. Are we sure that? Are we sure that that's the actual person who ripped 
mind X off. Like we don't like poor guy just happened to like buy it secondhand. Um, but I mean, I guess we could see. Yeah. Well, he still has it. Oh, it, oh, he does. He yeah. Right it. there. Interesting. Largest Bagley for yeah. I wouldn't trade the Bagley. Yeah. Uh, wait. So who is it? I, I'll get it back up. Put their name up there. It's right I, there. I see Umpy. I can't be. I, I'm, oh, nope, we're going to keep it. I don't want to, I was going to drop the C word. I see <laughs> wordy, but I won't because we're trying to, to have a more professional show. <laughs> All, All right. right. Here's there your, it is. I, I can't be go, go blast them for mind X. Everybody just start offering. Go. All right. There you go. Now this next one is for a Manhattan property. Okay. So they have fifty five twenty five West Forty Seventh Street in Manhattan in Hell's Kitchen neighborhood. Um, it's 1.2 limited collection under the New Yorker. And they want to swap out a Bronx property, uh, 1081 Kelly street in the Bronx. It's a 1.25, uh, limited collection and for the Bronx. Um, so it's significantly more like, uh, I mean, 17,000. I mean, honestly, no, I'm not trading out any Bronx. I'm not trading out any Manhattan properties, for really anything else. Like, it's just the secondary market. Like, I don't know what the second, I mean, we saw the secondary market on the Bronx. Sure, it's going up, but it still ain't nowhere near where Manhattan is. And I'm a big fan of Hell's Kitchen. I think Hell's Kitchen is one of the few neighborhoods that actually has a chance to become a community node um, in Manhattan. Uh, you know, as much as most of the other ones are kind of like onesies, twosies, like kind of hard. There's, I don't think there's big communities around. I feel like Hell's Kitchen has a real chance of, um, you know, coming together as a community. That was a, a big speculated collection uh, before, you know, while Manhattan was still in vanilla. So I think that a lot of people have some big holdings there. So, no, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. All right. Then we have one more. Let's see here. Your property. So we got 1,000 West temple street in los angeles that's a 1.25 collection not very much up what is that that earns is that is it am i reading that right no the four that's that's the bonus for the collection oh it's a bonus for the collection oh man i misread the (laughs) other slide then this is very confusing so where's my interest how do i see how much interest i earn on this thing um you have to yeah I didn't have a lot okay, of time. Okay, so min price, fine. We'll just we'll just look at min price. So we got an eight hundred and thirty thousand mint price LA property in really no big collection versus a Hollywood Boulevard. So it's a Los Angeles for Los Angeles. So we're staying in the same city. That's better. Um, a mint price of one hundred and seventy one thousand. So. Almost what a fourth? It's it's like twenty five percent of the mint, but we do get the you know it's a Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, I would say if that completes my Hollywood Boulevard collection, I'm probably 
taking it. What's the floor on Hollywood Boulevard right now? So they had their property. They have the Hollywood Boulevard property, and they were being offered the Temple Street property, which is way bigger. Oh, interesting. I mean, if I had an extra Hollywood Boulevard, honestly, I might take it. Like, if I don't need this to complete my collection. Or if you didn't have the collection. Or or if, like, I, yeah, that's a, that's another good point. I just had, like, one off, so I'm only able to put it in the 1.25 anyway. Like, yeah, assuming it's not some, like, crazy interesting building in real life, then, yeah, I would probably take that, actually. Plus, I like Thousand West Temple Street. Like, to me, I like easy street addresses so yeah i would take it myself um just because of the overall oh now i feel bad uh that i compi is apparently not it's uh uh, bravia bravia b-a-r-v-u-r-a it's the last person to take from mindex oh so don't, <laughs> sorry. Well, there's already been people that probably stopped listening to when to spam iCompy. <laughs> and then went to. Sorry, uh, iCompy. Yeah, sorry about that. But, but now now that person's probably going to feel bad because I got a property that was not obtained in the up and up. Fruit from the poisonous tree. Well, if you want to go that far. Oh, I don't know. Way, way too complicated. I keep simple reject all offers that aren't front loaded with conversation. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. There's probably like four or five um, offers in my queue that I just haven't had time to evaluate um, personally. It does take a lot of effort. I do like the – it's hard, though. It's hard to reach out to people proactively um, because if they're not on Discord or Facebook or anything, like it can be hard to track down players. So I think if you're offering in good faith, you know, and that player's open, like they haven't, you know, blocked it from being offered, then whatever. I, I'm open to it. And then if you want to take the time to evaluate the deal and see if it works out for you. Here would be the <laughs> here would be the only other thing that I'd throw at you there. Um so downtown's floor in Los Angeles is twenty five thousand nine hundred and then the floor for your Hollywood uh Hollywood Boulevard is call it three hundred thousand up X. Would okay. you still take it? From a resale value Wait, standpoint, what's your downtown? Downtown is only twenty five thousand up X, but that's floor small. Yeah, but wait, if you're telling me the floor of Hollywood Boulevard is what three hundred thousand? Yeah, the base price on that Temple Street is eight hundred thirty one thousand. Just checking, just seeing if it changed your mind. Yeah, no, and you know what? And honestly, man, twenty—it's almost twenty eight hundred. Um, up squares. Yeah. That's a lot of up squares in downtown LA. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sl- I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually taking that deal I, again, unless I'm breaking my Hollywood Boulevard. God, I don't know why I keep saying that Hollywood Boulevard um, collection. Yeah. I, I think I would take that. Yeah. Do we know? Did they take it? Did they reject it? They didn't say they just sent it to me and left me wondering, but yeah, I would take that, especially with businesses, and you're going to need 
big properties in downtown Los yeah. Angeles. It's a good place to transport. You could put your businesses, a couple of shops across the city and make that your distribution hub in LA. Yeah. I mean, you can even look, I mean, the neighborhood mint is essentially minted out <laughs> and the, the neighborhood mint for Hollywood Hills West is not, it'd be nice to counter offer with the message. Yeah. Um, it'll definitely be interesting if they ever put in in-game messaging, how that's actually implemented. I think, honestly, just like an integration with uh, Discord would work. But who knows? Yeah. All right. Man, I need to get you on the banners. We haven't streamed too many banners. But anyway, <laughs> what what's going on with the what? Upland Wiki? Um, no, we're in. So we're still in beta. Uh, I got the last day's chance there. If you're listening to this not live, you've already missed the fantastic UCC promotion. Uh, they were offering all of our beta testers and users 10% off their Spark rentals, uh, which was super cool. Um, but yeah, we're progressing. I actually had uh, a call with, so uh, we, we, we have hosting through another, through another company. Um, and so I have a bunch of tech support and dev and, and we pay a bunch of premium for that um, and had a really good conversation about making sure that we're going to be able to implement the social features that we want. So again, like the badges and the avatars and some of the gamification uh, for the site. And I think we're going to be trying to integrate uh, some Twitter streams. So the Upland Wiki Twitter Maybe some sort of Facebook. I think I can only do Facebook pages, so at least the UpX podcast page will be on the UpX podcast wiki page. Um, and, yeah, so I think we're going to start working on embedding some more live content. Uh, I might start running some contests as well uh, once I get everything organized enough um, for content creators who are going in and helping build out um, some of the pages and information. Um, I, I will be running some kind of, so if anybody has ideas or thoughts behind it and don't worry if you already are an active member and are contributing to say just even neighborhood creation and content, just filling out and helping, you know, kind of get things organized. I, I will be sure to recognize that it's very easy. There's a whole log on who's doing what. Um, so please, you know, join the wiki upland.wiki. It's, going to grow and I, I think it's going to be a really important resource uh, moving forward to just help people get oriented um, in the space and I hope people can, are able to start leveraging it more uh, frequently nice all right make sure you are subscribing to the channel here on YouTube um, like our page over on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Upix podcast and until next week everybody be safe and have fun It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix.